0: your daily update of the latest news and tips.
1: A warm welcome to Going Greyhounds this morning, the 14th of September 2021, 10.33am. Mark Olmus with you. And well, whilst we've got Going Greyhounds coming up today, as we have for the last few months, we've been very lucky to bring it to you under all of the circumstances that have currently been happening. Uh, we're back with a catching pen. Tonight to 7 pm Sky Racing to myself, Jason Lincoln, and Jason Adams. We'll have Patch on a little later just to have a little chat to cover off what we'll be going over on the pen a little bit later on. Starting the show off here today, though, a very, very special congratulations to all of the awards winners from the Greyhound Clubs Association Awards Night, Grand of the Year Awards Night last week. Of course, we spoke. Uh, To the likes of Dave Gleeson, we spoke to Steve Withers, Corey Grenfell and of course Mark Gatt, uh, Tommy Shelby. He was a short price favourite really to win the Grand of the Year and um, congratulations to all of the connections. Steve Withers was crowned Trainer of the Year. Uh, we also had Serena Fly High Dam of the year, of course, the mum of Tommy Shelby and, of course, Jungle Juice, Fernando Balsara of the year, well done to Meticulous Lodge as well as the Wheelers. Jeff Collison was inducted into the Hall of Fame. We'll have a chat to Jeff a little later on, along with Strand Bell, uh, one of the marvelous um, Bitches uh, of, of her time and also features in many, many strong pedigree in this day and age. Uh, we mentioned Steve Withers. Ron Hawksworth was the Denise Fish Award winner, which was very, very close to his heart, being close friends with the late Denise Fish. And Stanley Road won Run of the Year for that Association Cup win, which I still get goosebumps watching. Uh, It was a marvellous, marvellous show. And hopefully, next year we can all be together celebrating in 2022. Big thank you also to Neil Brown for helping us out. Uh, A wealth of knowledge, in fact, an unbelievable. Source of greyhound racing knowledge. Looking forward to catching up with Jeff Collison, another very deep source of knowledge in the grain industry. We'll also be catching up with Jack Smith, of course, trainer of Miss Esme, breaking the 717 metre track record there at Richmond on Sunday. Uh, We'll have a chat to Nick Quinn a little later on, too, in regards to all markets that are currently available. The likes of the Adelaide Cup. it was an unbelievable week. On that Adelaide Cup, Aston Rupee, of course, broke the Sandown track record, which was only broken last year by Hardstyle Rico. Now, 28.79, just got conditions perfect and got the jump right, was completely untouched throughout the run. And to go 28.79 at Sandown, it was something quite remarkable and something quite eerie for it. The Thursday afternoon of racing. You just don't expect it, and we got that. Um, also, plenty of news around about the Tab Phoenix, the inaugural running a little later on this year. Uh, the SA Derby Oaks and, uh, well, Oaks and Derby, those markets are available for the final coming up this Thursday. Uh, looking forward to on the pen a little later on also. We'll be having a chat with Peter Sutcliffe. Now, he's one of the owners of Explosive Boy, the Irish Derby favourite, Uh, he's a very live hope. He'll be coming to stand at Stud here in Australia, which is extremely exciting. Uh, We also had Dulceria, a really young greyhound, progressive, take out the Group 3 Townsville Cup on Friday. We had Jungle Juice on Friday also take out the X-Services Cup final at Tamora. After making a mess of the start, speaking to uh, co-owner Brian Jaggers, he just loves to make it difficult for himself. Stargazer won the spring gift at Cannington. Ferdinand Boy, the Group 2 Heelsville Cup on Sunday. And Heats of the Breeders Classic at Launceston were run last night. Let's get into the show. Going greyhounds
2: on this Tuesday morning.
3: Racing HQ, brought to you by
4: Tabs the Lock. New on the Tab app.
2: TNC apply. gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Make sure you join our experts for Punters Postmortem. Ron Duffy, Rayul might be promising to go through his grades. being still a maidener, it's hard to make a Kosciuszko case for him. Dean Lester, it ran home like he does, but he needs a different race structure. And Glenn Munsey,
1: I like when people say, "Yes, I'm going to put the dollar sixty chance into my multis for value." That's why
2: tab moves to bigger buildings all the time. Punters <laughs> <laughs> Postmortem, all the racing action from the weekend, Monday morning from nine on Sky Sports Radio. The new Kia Nero Hybrid SUV has landed. It combines a smooth and efficient blend of petrol and electric power without the need for external charging. It's a no-compromise SUV with outstanding fuel economy, low emissions, tonnes of comfort and impressive versatility. The new Kia Nero Hybrid SUV, available for immediate delivery. Check with your local Kia dealer for details.
5: Kia, movement that inspires.
2: On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going Greyhounds.
3: Race 6 out at Richmond. Ready? Racing Miss Esme was only about third away. Super Australia's going to rush across and it's going to leave Miss Esme. Well, there's an interesting uh, situation early. Let's turn the race upside down. The third, Kylie keeping, flash hard and zipping Nebraska. A circuit that goes, Super Australia by three. Now she's going to give Miss Esme a real race here. They're five in front of Kylie keeping, four lengths, then the flash hard and zipping Nebraska. Down the back, Super Australia by three. Miss Esme, she's not used to chasing. She's usually in front. She's two behind Super Australia. There's seven in front of Kylie, keeping Flash and zipping Nebraska. Super Australia in front on the corner. Miss Esme's got underneath her. Miss Esme found the lead from Super Australia, trying to stay with her, but Miss Esme wins it. Miss Esme, a real tough staying win over Super Australia. Third home was Kylie keeping. Fourth in is Zipping Nebraska. Flash out the
1: tail In a time down. of 41-42, a new track record for the Richmond 770 metres, trainer of Miss Esme, good friend of the show, Jack Smith, joins us. Good morning. Jack. Good morning Mark How are you? I'm very well thank you uh, To see a chase down Super Estrella was that a surprise and how impressed were you?
0: Uh, well we, we weren't quite sure how strong she was but I, I wasn't surprised that she hung in there And I did read through the week that Dave said he, he thought his little his bitch would have, would have been a little bit underdone so I thought I would hang in there because we'd had a good preparation Let's see
3: well, what did... happens
1: Absolutely, and considering that, if Dave's saying that a forty-one, forty-nine run to be point oh seven outside of a track records, uh, pretty decent for her too. But about your girl, for her that was win ten at start sixteen. Where's the where's the ceiling for her? What do you what do you target now, Jack?
0: Oh well, we want to get to Winnie and and have a look at the Sydney Cup, hmm. and then you know we, yeah we want to get around and have a crack at the big races in the state. Hopefully, we can get there all this stuff finished and we can travel around a little bit but she doesn't she's a good traveller and yeah, just have a look. Take the good ones on.
1: It seems as though she's only going to get better with more seven hundred meter racing under her belt, is that is that fair?
0: Oh, well that's what you hope. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the first couple are their best. If they don't like it you gotta work that out with um, the constitution is great so that's why I think it won't be a problem. She pulls up well, so uh, you just got to see, mate. Uh, you know, work out whether she thought that was a little bit hard on Sunday or not, or or she's uh, gonna do it again. Yeah, but I think she will.
1: Owner Lindell McIntyre, what was the reaction after the run on Sunday?
0: Oh yeah, no. Lindell's always supportive, and she's uh, very excited.
1: What about you, Jack? I mean, another track record, another good dog. Do you get a bit excited these days?
0: Oh, yeah, you do get excited. But there's, a, there's a little bit of pressure that comes with it, so yep. uh, you just got to uh, bear one run at a time,
1: mate. Yeah, absolutely. And what about the Juice, Jungle Juice, winning it tomorrow, the ex-serviceman's final there? Uh, he, he just lo- loves to make it difficult for himself, doesn't he? But, gee, we know the abilities there.
0: Yeah, no, he's done a good job tomorrow. He's um, come from behind both times. He, he's actually split his weapon, so you won't be seeing him for a... Few weeks.
1: How long will he be out for, Jack?
0: Oh, you know, realistically, you maybe six to eight weeks. You three weeks, pretty much wrapped up, and then you just, you know, let's hope Murphy's law doesn't yeah. jump in and infections and that sort of thing. But,
1: yeah, of course. Now, um, now with now with him, is, that, is sorry, Jack? Is that a bit of a blessing in disguise? Six to eight weeks out and. Um, you know, by that time, hopefully, we're back at Wentworth Park. And he's got a bit of time under his belt to maybe recover after what's been a, a decent campaign. Could it be a blessing in disguise for him?
0: Oh, yes and no. I mean, the boys would would love to be going around in the Vic Peters. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but in uh, saying that, we get back and win a couple of races. I'll forget about that. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just one of those things, and he's had a fair campaign, so... He deserves the rest, I suppose.
1: Yeah, Vic there's Peters been, and... plenty and... of
0: races around, so if he comes back decent, we'll... Him, yeah.
1: do, do, do you think about stretching him out at all? Stretching him out? Yeah, in trip?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, we have thought about it. And uh, maybe it was going to happen, but uh, it won't happen for the minute, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, of course. Now Vic Peters and, and uh, Peter Mossman, they'll be on the uh, 16th of October now, so it's great that we have a date for those Group Ones and uh, let's hope that um, without getting on you know, on the um, on the pedestal, everybody can get vaccinated and do the right thing and we can all be back at the races by then for Group One Racing at Wentworth Park. Wouldn't that be sensational, Jack, to see your boy back around Wentworth Park?
0: Yeah, it would be good. Um, the owners like to get out and get back there and they enjoy the night out and watch their dog. So it'll yep. be good. And I know she got pigeon coming on. He's a bit toey, the poor bugger.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Just, just mate. on Jeff. Just on Jeff Collison. Uh, any words uh, in regards to his Hall of Fame induction?
0: Oh mate, we, we've just sent congratulations to him. But he's just a legend of the of the game. Like it's not winning unless you see Jeff there. He's just unreal, and he rings up all the time, you know, when the dogs are going well, you all know, when you're going all right. And you, he rings up and says, you know, mate, how are you going? How's the dogs? And mm. He doesn't say too much. And then next minute you he, he read this big story. I said, oh, I didn't say any of that. But <laughs> <laughs> you just got to say g'day and he makes the rest up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he's always accurate, always.
0: Yeah, no, he's about the money. No, we love him.
1: Yeah pigeon, Jeff Collison. Uh, we'll be chatting to him shortly. Jack, best of luck with the rest of your team and uh, moving forward, especially Miss Esme and, and Jungle Juice. Well done on a track record breaking performance on Sunday. Thanks, Mark. Thanks a lot. Jack Smith joining us on the line going greyhounds. We'll be catching up with Jeff Collison after this. Pirata, winner of the
6: Group 1 All-Age Stakes.
3: And Nick in front.
6: He was outside of the top five only twice in his 26 career starts, winning over $5.8 million in prize money. His first foals are arriving this season, now standing at Aquas, Queensland for 40000 plus GST. For more information on Pierrata, contact JD or PK from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com skipped breakfast. Newcastle coach Adam O'Brien. And what's been the catalyst do you think for this winning run? We're
0: making better decisions defensively. We had a couple of missed tackles on the weekend that we were disappointed with that led to tries but I think we're seeing the game a lot better defensively.
6: No coach wants
4: to make excuses but it must help having your spine back together as well. Oh mate. (laughs) (laughs) You've got superstars there that have been injured or been out and now you finally get the chance to put on the same park
0: together. You're exactly right. Look I can put all
6: spin
4: on it all you want. Yeah. All
6: the best players, back clients, That's the most honest and obvious answer. Shut up and drive. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports
0: Radio. Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace.
4: I'm Sammy from Sedec Motor Group at Eldersley. We continue to hire from Nova Employment as they provide workers that are dependable and have a willingness to learn. I definitely recommend other employers focus on ability.
0: Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available.
2: On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Affectionately known as Pigeon, Jeff Collison is the most respected greyhound racing journalist in Australia, his career spanning more than half a century. When he left school and landed a scholarship at the Daily Telegraph in 1962, he would go from coffee boy to greyhound columnist, and from there started his fascination and love of our incredible canine athletes and the many owners, trainers and enthusiasts who make up the sport. Jeff Collison is a worthy inductee into the Australian Greyhound Racing Hall of Fame. He is indeed, Jeff Collison, and he joins us on the line.
1: Jeff, massive congratulations to being inducted into the Australian Greyhound Racing Hall of Fame. Good morning to you. Have we got Jeff on the line there? Jeff, are you there? We'll, uh, we'll fix up that line to Jeff and we'll get him back after the big grandiose introduction and he's not there, but we'll get him back on the line. Uh, as you heard from Jack Smith, and I'm sure Jack is saying what everybody else is thinking, that uh, he's a very good man. He's been around and uh, he's been one of the most, well, respected journalists, uh, especially in our greyhound racing code, with not only selling the sport but telling the great stories And uh, to hear hear Neil Brown speak about him last week during his induction uh, was quite remarkable. Also, from some of our other um, personalities of the racing industry, callers and the likes, we heard from Ron Arnold, Tony Mestrov giving his thoughts. Uh, We had Paul Ambrosoli pick up the line and give a very special mention to Jeff. uh, Tappy, as well as Shadow, uh, was a wonderful lineup, highly respected and much loved by everybody in our great industry. Jeff Collison, I think we've got him on the line now. Good morning, Jeff.
5: Morning, Mark. Thanks for great. the kind words.
1: No, no, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Well, it's true. It's all true, and it's uh, wonderful to have you on. Be able to have a chat. Uh, what were you doing when you were watching uh, last week? Just with the family, and uh, were you reflecting after?
5: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, actually, uh, yeah, I watched it with uh, with my daughter on her, on her phone, actually.
1: Oh, right.
0: Um,
5: um, yeah, and, but it was uh, great because I got so many messages from uh, people uh, on Facebook and text messages as well. I even got one message from uh, a greyhound trainer in Ireland. Oh, wow. Who, uh, who apparently had had, had said he'd met me years ago, many years ago at Wentworth Park when he was holidaying in Sydney. And uh, no, it was very moving, very humbling and uh, uh, particularly wonderful messages from people like uh, Mark Mark Gatt and Andrew Bell, you know, both very successful trainers. Uh, Mark Mark Gatt said, uh, uh, for him now, it made him feel so good to see me get Inducted, and uh, uh, as far as he's concerned, his world of greyhound racing is now complete. Which is, uh, you know, I I think maybe winning the million dollar chase should make his world (laughs) greyhound racing world complete.
1: But it was that's a lovely thing to say and very humbling. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, seemingly completely justified. Um, What about Jeff? Do you think on a night like last week? Do you think, oh, well, you know, I'd just go about things doing my job being at the races at Wentworth Park I'm really lucky I get to talk to all of these wonderful people but then to be uh, recognized and in, inducted it uh, would make you take a step back and think oh I've actually made quite a difference to a lot of people you must be proud of that
5: well I am very proud of it, uh, it, it when so many people uh, uh, seem that way uh, or think that way because there were so many messages on Facebook and and so on and uh, Greyhound racing folk have always been my second family. I think they're the salt of the earth people. Uh, very, very uh, loyal to each other. They, uh, Whenever a greyhound person is in trouble or have got financial difficulties, they band together to help them. And uh, I love them so much. Um, I'm very lucky to have sort of got into greyhound racing because originally I uh, when I became a cadet journalist, uh, Mike Gibson, late Mike Gibson, was the greyhound writer.
1: Yeah, right. And
5: he was moving, switching to rugby league and uh, to cover a kangaroo tour. And uh, that was in 1962. And uh, because uh, being the greyhound racing writer meant working on Saturday nights, I was the only single bloke on the <laughs> racing staff and... They said, "Well, uh, none of the married guys wanted to do it, so the, I, the job was foisted onto me. So, very, very lucky. I was interested in racing, of course, but uh, but I landed on my feet getting the job that way.
1: Ten fifty-two a.m. and we've also got Sky Racing one on board. Good to have them on board. Speaking with recent Hall of Fame inductee Jeff Collison. And Jeff, you've seen many generations come through Greyhound racing. You must be excited about the next generation."
5: Yes, there's, uh, some terrific young trainers. Are you talking about trainers?
1: Yeah, trainers, participants, yeah, yeah. all of them.
5: Yeah, yeah, well, some terrific young trainers coming through now. Of course, Christy Sultana, who uh, uh, trains Flying Ricardo, re- the recently retired Flying Ricardo. Christy did win the uh, T O B Young Trainer of the Year Award several years ago. But there's other young trainers, too, coming through, uh, like Mikhail Clark and... Uh, Georgia Howard mm. um, Georgia's uh, doing a, a veterinary course uh, and uh, uh, no rather I think Michaela's doing the veterinary course, Georgia's going to become a policewoman, but she, she's going to still be a greyhound trainer at the same time oh.
1: Yeah no it's terrific to see that uh, that young brigade coming through as, as, as we mentioned, trainers and owners um, also Jeff just uh, a final word we'll get from you because you've been around for so long and, and you've Effectively seen it all. Favorite greyhound and your favorite racing memory.
5: Well, uh, oh, oh. F- the favorite greyhound was undoubtedly Zoom Top because of right. her amazing versatility. Uh, in the she was racing in the in the late sixties. Um, she uh, could win over eight hundred yards Harold Park on a Saturday night, and could win over the top grade race at Wentworth Park 48 hours later the, and, and could then beat the best straight track dogs over 300 yards at Richmond the following Saturday. Mm. Just just incredible. Just incredible.
1: And do you have a, a racing memory that sticks out?
5: Well, uh, a couple of the match races I saw uh, years ago were, were favourite memories. Uh, I remember seeing Milo's charm and little John in a match race at Cessnock a long while ago. And I think match races, if they're uh, evenly matched, and they should be, uh, are probably the most exciting of all. I really like them. Another another great one was when Tara Flash raced Shapely Escort at Harrell Park, and Shapely Escort led all the way. Tara Flash was later to become a great hand of the year. But uh, I think they're my favourite memories.
1: And, Jeff uh, to... Many more memories being made. Uh, Hall of Fame inductee 2021. Again, congratulations and thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds.
5: Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Jeff Collison there joining us. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll catch up with Nick Quinn.
2: Tune in this Friday for feature spring racing from Newcastle on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Day. Featuring three Group 3s, the Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup, the Australian Bloodstock Cameron Handicap and the Yarraman Park Tibby Stakes, plus the OAS Hurricane Handicap for the Speedsters. With the first of eight races to jump at 1pm and no public access, sit back on the lounge, stack the fridge and enjoy outstanding provincial showcase racing from one of the best tracks in Australia. Don't miss Newcastle Gold Cup Day this Friday. Hey trainers, would you like to improve your winning strike rate? Well, improve your horse's gut and that's exactly what you can do. Discover the secrets to success that so many leading trainers are now following at Poseidon Equine. Visit poseidon-equine.com to learn how to get your horse's gut working the best it can. That's poseidon-equine.com. Poseidon Equine. True health begins in the gut. Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back. Great to have your company on this Tuesday
1: morning, ten fifty-six AM. Mark Ole, Miss with you. I'm joined now by Tabs Nick Quinn to talk the Phoenix, the inaugural running not too far away, and the build-up. We're getting there, Quinny. Good morning.
6: Good morning, Mark. Good morning all.
1: Um I'm very upset not to see your face this morning, but nevertheless, we can still talk racing via the radio. This prenom's market—it's uh, changed drastically since that track record-breaking performance from Aston Rupee last Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure if you have it in front of you, but Aston Rupee five dollars has been quite well supported already, and we're not even—you know—within three months from the race.
6: Yes, well, absolutely spot on, and potentially it could be two seeds when the selection comes around, but you're spot on with Aston Rupee. Now, all the rage at a $5 quote. The only runner in single-figure odds has won 14 of 26 and probably on the back of that victory, the number one overall seed. There's been a little bit of money, though, for the litter mate in Aston Fastnet, who's now a $12 chance, was beaten at a $1.30 at Cranbourne back in August, but a great win in the Warrigal St. Ledger. If you had to seed them at this early stage, would they be your top two seed,
1: Mark? I think Aston Rupee. clearly, uh, I'm a big Kablins fan and he's there too at $12. But how about you? You you always have a whack at me for my breeding. What about you with your <laughs> Aston Rupee and Aston Fastnet litter mate spiel? <laughs> Outstanding.
6: Yeah, I deserve that one. But I do find it quite fascinating. I mean, it's not uncommon in the world of greyhound racing, but to have Two litter mates potentially going on and being the top two seeds for the inaugural race, I do think adds a bit of intrigue. And there are so many great stories around the runners at the top end of the market, which is terrific. Now, we love seeing the big kennels do well, and without them, we'd be in a lot of trouble because they are what keeps the sport so strong. But having to look at how many different connections, how many different trainers, how many different jurisdictions some of these runners are going to come from, I do think that's terrific in telling the story, especially with the first running of the race.
1: And especially, Quiddy, to have the Dogs WA on board, uh, of course, Racing Queensland, uh, and we've got Grain Race in New South Wales and the NSW GBOTA. Uh, It's going to be an exciting race with plenty of different flavours and lots of tribalism, hopefully.
6: Now, I know the fact that Tab's putting together an internal Phoenix committee to try and work out the rankings, so when draft time comes around, Mm -hmm. the tab can work out who they want representing and who they hope to get. Are you going to be a part of that? And if so, can you share some insight into your rankings at this early stage?
1: (laughs) I've just put on a fresh shirt and I've started sweating after you've asked me that question. I hope they don't ask me because there are much more suitable candidates to be put in that position to make those big, big decisions, Quinny. I don't think I could... uh, deal with what was to come next you'd look like a, a complete mug wouldn't you so no look if they came to me and asked me from maybe a marketing perspective who i'd go with then absolutely i'd say this that the other but um, no in terms of who the fastest dog is tactic strategy i'll leave that all to jason lincoln and jason adams and it may be even you you know you've got the book and which one all the all, all the early money's coming for has there actually been any money for any of these greyhounds or is it yeah. just yeah there has
6: been Tommy Shelby's been popular at yep. the $12 quote. And I dare right. say that horse... Uh, sorry, I knew I'd do that at some stage. That dog's <laughs> got a legion of fans. So whenever you see Tommy Shelby in a mask, you know there's going to be market support. It's almost like when Gay Waterhouse has a horse running on some feature race days, irrespective of the form, they're going to be popular. But Tommy Shelby, apart from being a star, has been very good to the loyal legion of fans. So there has been support today. But I just worry if we got Jason Lincoln? He'd put a pen through them all. We'd be left with none of them. He'd try and find holes in them all.
1: Yeah, no, he would, but that's that, that's why he's good, and, and it's it's one thing that I've learnt too, Quinny, about the the greyhound racing game is that uh, the the superstars come so thick and fast. So, come December, uh, when it's time to to fill a slot for these slot holders, including greyhound racing New South Wales and the NSW GBOTA, we could have a new star on our hands, up and coming. Uh, and Jason Lingan is very much. You know, a man looking at all the maidens and all of those fast dogs that are coming through. So don't be surprised to see a greyhound pop up in the top few lines of betting that you've never heard of after a big maiden win. Uh, that's what we have to look forward to towards the race. And uh, and, Quinny, I, I know it's, um, it's probably not the, the bookmaking side of things, but I'm really looking forward to heroing all these greyhounds and, you know, creating big profiles for them as we lead up to these big races from all around the country. It should be a magnificent spectacle.
6: Yes, spot on. And We've spoken about Tommy Shelby a little bit, but I think that's been one of the wonderful things about Tommy Shelby, that there's probably been a lot of people that are not necessarily hardcore greyhound racing enthusiasts that know the story of this runner and have potentially followed the career as well. And I think this is going to be one of the upsides of a race like the Phoenix, a great way to grow the sport. And a few people that might have a fleeting interest in greyhound racing or might not know a lot about it will hopefully come across in the coming years as a result of this concept.
1: You're spot on. And for the slot holders, imagine the bragging
6: rights. (laughs) Well, fingers and toes crossed we can just have people trackside as well because I think a lot of times you get people to the track, and I've known this from first-hand experience, once they go to the dogs for the first time, they love it. It's just a matter of getting them through the gates for the first time. And again, a concept like this, I think, will have people going to the races. So hopefully COVID can leave us alone a little bit. We can head in that direction because to have those slot holders and Owners and competition winners as well, because I know the tab's going to do a lot around their slot to have them at the track. I think it'd just be a huge upside event, and I know you'll be there as well, so people we could look at you and say, "There's the guy who talks about the dogs on TV."
1: And they're breeding. <laughs> uh, Quinny, have you got an early tip?
6: No, no. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope for the stories. I do hope that Tommy Shelby stays sound and gets in there, and I do hope that the little mates in Aston Rupee and Aston Fastnet can keep ticking along, because I think that's a good. Side as well from the story, but I'm not going to have an early tip, and I'm not going to say who I would select as early seed, because then if we don't get that runner, I'm going to have to look the connections in the eye and pretend that they were not my number one choice. <laughs> a lot of times, Mark, when I know you've got a lot of girls fighting over, you have to say, to them, look, if A, B and C don't say yes to the dinner date, you're in line for my fourth selection. You don't do that, and I'm not going to do that here.
1: I'm not rude enough to cut you off, so I'll let you finish speaking, but we will let you go, Nicholas. <laughs> thank you for coming on and having a chat on Going Greyhounds.
6: No, thanks very much, Mark, and hopefully we can chat again in the lead-up to the big race, which will come around a lot quicker than we think as well. It's 18th of December.
1: Absolutely. Looking forward to that barby evening at the Meadows. Thanks to Nick Quinn. an ex guest joining us, a co-host on The Catching Pen, Jason Adams. He'll, he'll be with us shortly. Uh, Patch, of course, uh, well, is we, about to join us here, and we'll have him on um, The Catching Pen. We had a good bit of fun last week with the... Uh, Hall of Fame as well as the Greyhound of the Year Awards and uh, Patch doing a great job for us. I'd love to get his thoughts around around the slot holders as well, the Phoenix. Uh, Patch, good morning to you. Looking forward to the Catching pen being back but we we're just talking with Quinny about the Phoenix slot holders and great to see uh, slots being filled from, uh, well, PRAs all around the country really. Good morning.
4: Good morning, Mark. Thanks for having me on. And you're not wrong, it's... Uh Great to, to have the catching pen return tonight, and, and as you mentioned, the Phoenix will be a part of that. And who the spot holders are, which was announced on Sunday night, and I guess how how they're going to get together and, and make that decision as to who represents them. So it's going to be a, a big lead-up. And we've got Ash Baker on the show tonight to, to delve in a little bit further. I've got a few questions lined up for him to it's a little bit different from what we've heard over the past few weeks. So looking forward to it.
1: I'll also be really interested, uh, Patch, in, in the chat that Wiz had to uh, the owner of an Irish Derby favourite.
4: It's a unique story, this one. An Australian owner uh, of the ex- Explosive Boy who does line up in the Irish Derby. And I think the first time that us Australians really um, took notice of who Explosive Boy was when Meticulous Lodge, who's the the leading sort of stud service who holds some of the, the biggest names in the game in Fernando Bale and, and Fabregas, or Ellen, just to name a few, they announced that Explosive Boy will come from Ireland to Australia to start his start journey. So, uh, clearly still racing at the moment, but um, a lot of interest that he holds, and I'm looking forward to that chat that the have had with Peter Sutcliffe later on tonight's pen.
1: Uh, we've been off for a little while, looking forward to to getting back into it uh, today. We'll record, and we'll be on 7pm Sky Racing too this afternoon, but uh, what, what's what been a standout performance for you since we've been away, Patch?
4: Well, I think it came last Thursday night with that track record run <laughs> from Aston Rupee. I was just dead phenomenal. There's not a lot of words you can put together to to summarise how good that was and we will touch on some of the things that we have missed during the off-season through the early part of the show and another one that really comes to mind is the turn of McCoolie's lad. He made a name for himself late last year leading into a Melbourne Cup campaign and unfortunately went down with injury and it's been a really long comeback for his trainer, Anthony, has a party and also his partner owner and Darren Purulio. So they've done a great job and uh, we'll touch base on and all those moments that have that have gone down during the off-season.
1: Patch, looking forward to catching up a little later today when we record the catching pen. Thanks for coming on, going, Greyhounds.
4: My pleasure, Mark. Thank you.
1: Jason Adams coming on going Greyhounds. Great show. Big thank you to Jack Smith, Jeff Collison, Nick Quinn, and Jason Adams. Uh, looking forward to catching up next week. And don't miss us on the catching pen tonight. Repeating 7 pm. Sky racing to myself, Jason Lincoln, and Jason Adams back with a bang. Have a great Tuesday.